Hello, Kryptonauts, and welcome back to another episode of Cryptocurrency Chat. Today, we have an exclusive interview for you. We have Just NFT's CEO, Ryan Murray. Ryan Murray has over 15 years of IT experience, ranging from help desk, VoIP, fiber optics, construction web design, development, and much more. Of course, you can hear it in the podcast. Ryan is extremely passionate about technology, Ravencoin, video games, and cars. Ryan, Ryan's ultimate goal is to have his own thriving business, which can bring jobs to the market. When not working on projects to help grow his dream and passion, he spends time with his wife and daughter. We had an amazing opportunity to learn about his journey into crypto and wish him and everyone else that's a part of the project all the best. With that said, Cryptonauts, listen to the podcast, check us out on Discord, and make sure to like and subscribe on YouTube. With that said... Enjoy the podcast. All right, Ryan. All right. Thank you for being on the podcast. So before we get started, I, I kind of want to ask you, uh, what's your favorite holiday? Because everybody has their favorite holiday and mine is actually Halloween and that's coming up. You know, that's I like ghouls goblins werewolves and vampires that's just when everyone gets the opportunity opportunity to dress up that's just so awesome so ryan before we formally introduce you i'm just curious what uh is your favorite holiday um i'd have to say christmas christmas why christmas what, what's so special about christmas is it santa claus is it the gifts is it because uh why so I would say it's a it's a combination of the gifts and the uh, the getting together. I mean, obviously on a lot of holidays, right? You get together and do things, so it's that's kind of like inconsequential. But my favorite holiday would be Christmas, just because my family does things more for Christmas and Thanksgiving than like Halloween and you know Valentine's Day and stuff like that. So I would say Christmas, just because getting together with friends and family has always been like me. Family is huge to me. Awesome. Great, man. That's pretty cool. All right, let's get started. With that said, hello, Kryptonauts, and welcome back to another episode of Cryptocurrency Chat. I'm your host, Blockchain John, with my co-host, Jake Jabrelli and Kryptonaut Mike. Today, we have an exclusive interview with the CEO of Just NFTs, Mr. Ryan Murray. Hello, Mr. Ryan. Now, this is your formal introduction. Now, with that said, hopefully I didn't butcher your name, Ryan Murray. Is that correct? That's correct. All right. Thank you. So with that said, let's go ahead and learn about you and what you're all about. Before before you even get to what Just Entities is, every single time that I have a first-time guest on the podcast, I always like to know what they did before they got into crypto, before they heard about the word Bitcoin, before they got way far to this crypto world, right? So what did you do back in like high school, college, before you even got into crypto? Paint us a picture of your history. Ryan, you there? Did we lose Ryan? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. There you go. Go ahead. I guess my mic didn't unmute. Um, I don't know if you want to ask that again or if you're just going to like edit. No, it's fine. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah, so in high school, I was into computers. I, um, I worked at a local like PC repair company. Um, you know, really, really like just not 
not even fun. It, it was just weird. Um, but I repaired computers, you know, did all kinds of stuff like that. Um, it really, like, changed my eyes on how computers work. Um, you know, when you're younger and you're just like, oh, it's cool, it works. And then when you start, like, diving into it and you really get into it, um, you know, it kind of changed my opinion on it. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't get into tech, like, right away. I was always one of those kids that just didn't like school. So I kind of, you know, had to go into working sooner than later because I didn't want to go to school and get, like, a technical degree or anything. So I went straight into working. Um, I was probably one of the youngest managers for Blockbuster, you know, shot to the past. If anybody wow. heard of Blockbuster. Blockbuster. <laughs> hey. Blockbuster yeah. baby, man. All right. Um, so I was one of the youngest managers for Blockbuster. And then after that, I uh, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I couldn't I couldn't figure out what I wanted to do in life until, um, you know, a lot later. So I tried a couple different things. I went into EMT. I went into phlebotomy. I went into nursing, um, you know, because I really like helping people, which is kind of one of the reasons why I started just in a tease, which we can talk about later. But I really like helping people and giving back to people because I feel like that's what we're missing in today's world um so i right. found out that you know emts don't make a lot of money so i'm like okay let me try firefighter or nursing uh didn't really pan out because obviously nursing there's a lot to it um so i'm like okay what do i want to do still trying to figure it out uh college is going by now and i'm like okay, i gotta figure something out so i went into uh i went into tech i uh I start, or actually, I'm sorry, let me backtrack. I went into the trades. I was a, an operating engineer for about five years uh, using heavy equipment to you know, build houses and, and stuff like that. Um, after that, I got into a company as the project manager for Underground Fiber for a local internet service provider. Um, started doing that. And then I really, really, really decided at that point, like I need to really get into my passion, which is tech. So I started working for my current company, which is Atech. Uh, becoming the IT manager and taking care of all of our infrastructure and, and all of that. And then kind of branched into the Zaytech auctions. And from there, it just took off with cryptocurrency. Wow. Hmm. Interesting. That's, that's, a, that's a pretty uh, so large, uh, a vast it, experience. Go ahead. Yeah. So when it says jack of all trades on my Twitter, it literally means jack of all trades. Yeah. PC repair. But you never did software. It was just doing hardware repairment. Uh, no, we did we did software too. Um, I'm pretty well versed in a lot of softwares. Obviously, having to deal with you know auctions and and. But we're know, talking about the time and... when you were working at the PC repair company. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that was mostly just hardware. Yeah. And then you said you did EMT for a while. How was that? Um, all right. Very uh, long hours and very underappreciated. Yeah. So I've heard many times over. Yeah. Hmm. And then operating engineer, that is completely on the opposite scale. Like, how did how did that even how did that happen? Did you get did um, you get your uh, your go ahead? You no go ahead. I was gonna say, did you get uh, your your schooling paid for to learn how to operate in uh, uh, heavy machinery? Yeah, so I went into the uh, operating engineers local three um, as an apprentice. I went through their their uh, apprentice training uh, program. And then, um, you know, just slowly worked my way up. And, and like I said, I think I did that for about five years and then finally got offered a job doing uh, underground fiber project management. Huh. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. So in your life, it makes sense the transitions that you did, right? Was there anything that just kind of, maybe crypto, maybe crypto is the one that said, boom, this is where it's at. This is 
where the tables have turned and I, I, I'm now here. Well, actually, technically, that's what you're doing now. You're here in life. But is this the one that slapped you in the face? Like, this is the 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 everything here. This is where it's at. Is that where, where we're transitioning into with crypto? Or was there already something here that kind of influenced you? Like, say, for example, the PC, PC repair company. Did that actually jumpstart your, your idea that you want to get into tech? Um, I mean... Computers and tech has always been my passion, right? When I was younger, um, in high school and stuff, I mean, I always played video games. I was, I'm a hardcore WoW fanatic. Um, I might lose credibility with some people on that one, but I love WoW. I love video games. Um, and when I was younger, I did uh, streaming kind of before it was really a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did I did kind of like, not podcasty things, but like, when I was growing up, like, .tv was popular, right? So it was always like, you know, your name.tv and people would just do like live 24-hour sure. streams. I actually Just got yeah, the idea justin.tv. Yeah, I remember that. Yep, yep, exactly, yep. I remember that. So that was that was what I did. Um and I tried to make things out of it, right? Like, you know, tutorials and like just all the side hustle stuff when you're a kid, right? Like yeah. trying to be cool. Never panned out. I I just not a huge like <sighs> like face of the company person, right? Like I obviously have to be a face to some degree with my current company and, and just to tease and everything, but I've never been like podcasty. Like I, I just, I don't know. I'm not a good host. All right. I can talk. I can talk okay. <laughs> Sounds but... good. Sounds good. All right. So I, I, I want to know when was the first time you heard about either Satoshi Nakamoto or Bitcoin or your first crypto that inspired you to look further or dive deeper down the rabbit hole into crypto? Hmm. I would say I heard Bitcoin uttered out of somebody's mouth uh, probably about five years ago and thought nothing of it. I was like poised for had I even done a little bit of research like most people right and say right. oh this is going to be a thing i could have been worth millions but i never did right. <laughs> and i regret it just like everybody else um but i would say honestly huh that's super relatable yeah yeah, yeah. right yeah everybody. um i would honestly say like i'm so much of a noob still when it comes to cryptocurrency i honestly haven't started really following it until about the last year and a half two years Nice. So Bitcoin was your first, and you heard from somebody, a friend, family member, where they already invested into it, or were they just, were, was this person also just learning about it, and, but not really in it? No, so actually, um, I kind of breezed over something that I did uh, as a job for probably a couple years. I used to be a, um, a linen de- delivery driver um, for a company called uh, Alsco, which is a competitor of Aramark, um, if you guys have heard about them at all, but there was actually a customer at a customer location. So a diner that was eating food at a customer location was checking his cryptocurrency and had lost a, like a boatload of money. Um, and was just like, he just blew up. He like literally just blew up, <laughs> started screaming and walked out of the, the building. And that's when I really first learned about Bitcoin. Interesting. I, what was the prices then? It had to be under a uh, sub 20 K, right? So we're talking yeah, about 2016. Probably under 10k, right? Yeah, it was under 10k for sure. Under, that was a two-digit number back then, right? Yeah, it was like it was like six. Seven, or no, nine, sorry, three-digit number. No, I, well, maybe I don't know. Man, but yeah, it was it was it was it was crazy. Maybe that guy's dancing now, man. 
dancing with all them billions upon billions of dollars, right? Cool. All right. So with that said, let's go ahead and transition over into um, just NFTs because that's obviously why you're here. To, we, I want to talk about just NFTs. Obviously, I've created an account on just NFTs, so I also have my own experience of using as a customer uh, um, the, the website and what you guys have built so far. But uh, before we get into that, um, can you give us just a little insight of what just NFTs is? By the way, just NFTs.io for the people that are listening, you guys can go to uh, to the to the YouTube channel and uh, and uh, see the visuals here that uh, uh, that Ryan's presenting to us today. And by the way, uh, Jake, when you get a chance, can you uh, interject with the plug? All right, go ahead, uh, Ryan. Yeah, so just NFTs. Um... Why did I start it, um, and and what is it? It's it's a it's a service provider. It's an NFT service provider, um, and the ultimate goal is to provide somewhere that that artists and vendors and and resellers and whatever you want to classify yourself a seller essentially can take an NFT that that they've either created or. Um, you know, gone in with somebody or pre-purchased or whatever and sell it, um, ideally, right, and make some money off of it. Uh, and that's kind of it. I mean, it, we're, we're trying to expand and grow into other things. Um, we have, you know, minting services that we do mm -hmm. um, in conjunction with Ricky um, from Raven NFT. Uh, we have some under wraps projects that we're working on to hopefully expand and, and kind of bring more attention to Ravencoin as far as is like its scalability and comparability to to Ethereum. Obviously there's there's challenges, right? Because Ethereum offers smart contracts natively, Ravencoin doesn't. So that creates a problem when creating a marketplace because it creates a manual aspect of it that not a lot of people want to deal with. Um, and that's the challenge that we're dealing with right now is making a more automated and user-friendly marketplace. Okay, so in regards to just NFTs, is this a hosted website? Is this a centralized website? Is this a decentralized website? Are there smart contracts on the back end? How does this all work? Um, it's uh, I guess you could call it centralized. It's running off of Amazon Web Services. It's not running off IPFS or anything like that. Okay. Um, it's managed and controlled by myself and and a couple members of the Just NFTs LLC. Um, and that's about it. Um, as far as smart contracts go, there's there's nothing there's nothing there yet. Um, they're in the works, you know, because obviously, again, Raven doesn't have them, so you gotta do some sort of a chain hop, which is not, you know, overly user friendly. Um, and that's that's kind of it. So as of right now, regarding just NFTs, um, correct correct me if I'm wrong, but currently you are only providing service to the Ravencoin blockchain community. Is that correct? That is correct. Well, as far as NFT sales go, yes. No, there's a few Ethereum NFTs and Namecoin NFTs on there for sure. Well, okay. I guess let me let me rephrase that. Um, the purpose of it is for Ravencoin. If somebody from another chain comes over um, and lists stuff, great. Uh, but the the payments will always be processed in Raven. Okay. Now that's going to be my next question. Why the Ravencoin blockchain? Why not something else? Honestly, um, it just it just it, it resonated with me. Um, you know, when I started with with Zaytech and and we started doing the Zaytech auctions, we we you know. Are we CEO talking about? Khalid. 
Are we talking about the auctions in Braveland? Correct. Correct. Okay. Yeah. So those Um, are those are for the listeners and viewers out there. If you guys are just joining and and obviously uh, watching this, we actually have every single one of those auctions here on the C3 Media YouTube channel. You guys can check them out. It's all there. Um, Yeah, that's pretty cool. I didn't know that. That's how you guys got connected. As far as me and Khalid. Yeah. Is that? I'm assuming that's how you guys got connected, right? Um, No, I actually work for him. I, uh, oh, Zaytech is is his company, and mm-hmm. I'm I'm the IT manager for him. So I, oh. I work directly with him, and then we kind of branched off and did this project as a, as a separate entity. Interesting, interesting. So this is also uh, um, Khalid's baby as well, just entities. Um, he's an interested partner in it. Uh, I originally started it all and and set it all up and created it, and then kind of. You know, he got wind of it and didn't realize it was mine and then was like, oh, what's this just NFTs thing? And then we kind of talked about it and, and we just kind of took off and ran with it. Hmm. And OK, so how long did it take you to build this website and make it functional, make it work to the point where now I, me, I, I just jumped into it. I created an account. It's so easy to use for anybody that's out there interested in, in just buying NFTs. This is an easy, easy website to, to work with. How long did it take um, you this? Yeah, so I started, I registered domain, ironically enough, on April 1st of 2021. Uh, Yeah, and then I started putting things together, and it was was a part-time project, right? It was a pet project. Um, So I don't really necessarily count that. But when when I got serious about it, it was probably about mid-May, and um, probably by June, it was functional. Um, people were, were on there listing things and buying things. Synth was one of our first artists that was on there listing and, and supporting us from the beginning. Um, from that point, it was probably about July. Khalid was like, let's do this. Let's let's make it a thing. Let's grow it. And then September 1st, we officially launched. And September 1st is when we strive to have it what it looks like today. Um, obviously, I've been continuously working on the back end and, and making it smoother and better and faster. Um, better infrastructure and all of that. So where we sit today is probably about uh, a good God knows how many tireless nights and caffeine, you know, fueled nights. But you know what? You did it all with good, uh, can I say attitude? Good emotion, good responses, because it seems like this is from my, from my viewpoint, from your guys' Discord channel, the Just NFTs Discord channel. So, by the way, anybody that's listening or watching, you guys uh, can definitely join the Just NFTs. Do, do you have a link anywhere on the website there, uh, uh, Ryan, that they it can join the Discord? On, yeah, down on the bottom in the footer, there's a there's a link for it. And then in every email that you get, if you're getting you know bids or, or buying items, they're in the emails as well. Okay. So, from my experience, when I, I joined the, the Discord channel, I noticed that there was, there was a couple of, you know, it might... In my belief, it's use, It's always going to be user experience. Very rarely is going to be some issue on the back, and it could happen, right? And if it does, and it's going to be, it's going to influence a lot of people, right? A lot. You're going to get a lot of responses. You're going to have a lot of chatter. But if one person's over here saying and getting upset, well, I'm guessing it's user experience. Um, but I've noticed that you've always, day or night, doesn't matter. You've you've always been there, and you've always responded with 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 a positive uh, response. Instead of just, just you know, I'll deal with, I'll deal with it later. Uh, ah, ah. So yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Though no, I, I try to. So 
So ironically enough, technology runs our world, right? So my phone is my lifeline. Um, <clears throat> if I lose my phone, I'm kind of SOL, which really sucks. But yeah, I mean, that's kind of one of the reasons why I'm so responsive is, you know, somebody pings me. It might be four o'clock in the afternoon their time. It might be two o'clock in the morning my time. If I'm awake and I see it, then I, I, I respond because I grew up in a, a, a household where, you know, showing respect to your fellow, you know, human um, to be PC correct, right? uh to be you know show respect to people is is what i was raised to be so by providing quality customer service and and priding myself on that that gives me that sense of like i'm showing respect to somebody because they need help and and i can provide that to them hmm interesting yeah i like that that's that's a it's good it's good uh do you guys um mike and jake do you guys have any questions before i continue um in regards to this phase here all right, perfect. Not as that's this time, although I would like to remind our, our uh, viewers that uh, you can always check us out on YouTube if you're not already watching us on YouTube, and uh, that we uh, appreciate the likes and the subs. And if you want to catch up on any of these events that are happening, you need to uh, hit the notification bell, particularly on YouTube. But you can also find us on Discord. That's where most of this is going on and where we can talk to people like uh, like Ryan. But if you appreciate our work, you know, you can always donate. And we, we accept Raven. So. Uh, yeah, sure. We'll take a Raven. As well. Yeah. Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Bat. So. All right. Now, back to Ryan. So you are currently in a growing phase with, with just NFTs, right? I, I, I believe you are looking. At, there was a tweet you put out. I, I think it was today or, or yesterday that you're looking for, uh, for developers. Is that correct? That's correct. Um, I obviously have a, a wide skill set, right? But I'm not a master of anything in particular. So to really grow into an open sea of Raven, if you will, um, we really need some people that are, are very, you know, well versed in, in Raven blockchain and you know certain you know coding aspects. Uh, so yeah, we're currently looking for a couple developers to expand on some projects we're looking to doing um, to make the website a little bit more. Um, that's the word I'm looking for. Uh, I wouldn't say user friendly because it's pretty user friendly already, but um, one stop shop, if you will. Mm -hmm. you, so you once again said uh, you're looking for developers that primarily work on the on, on like more or less the Raven uh, the Ravencoin co uh, uh, code. Is are you saying that specifically because you're you're trying to reach this particular audience, the Ravencoin community, or is just NFTs uh, for everybody? Are you going to be expanding into other blockchains? We don't have any intentions right now to expand another blockchains. Um, I think the Ravencoin community is a very welcoming community. Uh, it's a very friendly community. It's very um, it's very versed with the, the people that are in it. Um, and we would like to stay within that community. Um, I think Ravencoin blockchain, uh, its white paper itself has a very good use case. Um, and I'd, I'd like to see it grow and expand into something comparable to um, Ethereum and, and Bitcoin, obviously, potentially never to those price values, right? Because Bitcoin is always going to be that vanity coin. Um, yes, it does have, you know, a very large use case and it does have its perks, but Bitcoin is always going to be that number one. I don't think really any coin is going to compare to Bitcoin because they were first. They've, they've got that that notoriety. They've got that that just stigma, if you will. Hmm. Interesting. Um, okay. So you did mention that uh, you're working, you're, you're in the process of working with Ricky uh, for minting services. What do you mean by that? 
Yeah, so when I first launched Just Did Tease, um, there wasn't a lot of people, right? So it was it was finding, you know, people within the community that we could work with and and kind of, you know, grow everybody, right? Because it's all about growing the, the, the community, expanding Raven's awareness so that way more people start using it. So I started working with Ricky originally to where um, we would take, you know, artists from his platform that wanted to be listed on a more eBay-style uh, auction website. So... Um, Primarily in the beginning, he was, you know, taking some of his artists, minting them like he does, and then placing them up for auction. Um, this kind of separated a little bit because things have become more, you know, um, more different, right? There's been a lot more, you know, change within the community. There's probably about four or five marketplaces now um, that are popping up. And, and from what I'm understanding, there's probably about another four that are going to be available by the end of the month. So um we still work well with ricky we still promote him he still promotes us we still try to not necessarily take business from each other obviously but it's really just become its own thing at this point interesting uh are you looking for any kind of investments are you are you doing fundraising or or, or it's just what are you trying to do uh, in regards to uh, you guys's uh I, bankroll i guess yeah so it's very much bootstrapped right now um it's it's really just been you know what available finances I have and, you know, time and sweat equity from, from the other guys and, and some additional resources put in from a couple other partners as far as like, you know, some, some backend developers to help with some like, you know, infrastructure and stuff like that. Um, but we are very much looking for, you know, investors or donations for people that want to see just as he's grow. Um, it's, it's, I think it's going to be something that can turn into something very, very big. It's just, we got to get it there first. And okay. Now I, I was, I was hoping you were going to say that now you did, you did, you said it, it's official on the record. You're, you are looking for investors. How's that going to work? Are you going to be making a contract? Um, are you going to be doing like a token sale? What are you going to be doing to get, um, investors interest to invest into just NFTs? Yeah. So, um, that's a little complicated on its own, right? Because obviously, if you do some sort of STO or ITO or something like that, you have to get you know some SEC approval and all that good stuff. So we're not really looking to do that quite yet. Um, it's not going to go public. It's going to be very much a private held company for the time being. Um, we're just looking for potentially someone who's just very enthusiastic about Raven and and hopefully willing to invest. Um, and that's kind of where we sit right now. But the, the, as an investor, what's the return on investment? That's what I'm trying to look at. Yeah, so we can we can discuss that when somebody um, is interested in it. Um, okay. It's, yeah. So w when we say we discuss that, who is the potential investor going to contact? Are they going to contact you? How are they going to contact you? Um, what, what's what's the deal on that? We have a we have a plan of in the next week or so of, of releasing an official tweet and an official um, you know page on the on the website to where they can click on it get some information about some some numbers and, and kind of like you know what their palette if you will and then there'll be a link that they can they can email us um, and contact myself directly and then we can kind of talk at that point. Okay, good. You're also receiving a small fee on the back end of each transaction, correct? And that and that those fees. Uh, from my experience, that that I I, I figured out right. That's what you, I, I'm guessing. You guys are taking about ten percent, right? Correct. Yeah, we take uh ten percent. Actually, right now for this the remainder of this month, we're charging zero percent commission fees for anybody that that processes a uh, uh, through. And we've had overwhelming amount of support for the past. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Can you re can you repeat that again? Just go back a few sentences. You got cut off there. Yeah. 
Um, so for the, for the rest of this month, we're doing 0% commission fees um, to give back to the community a little bit. We've had an overwhelming amount of support from the artists and the, and the, the collectors and the buyers. Um, so we kind of want to, you know, make them feel appreciated, right? So we decided to cut our commission down to zero for this month. Um, but yeah, the, the 10% we do collect, 9% of it goes back to us to help, you know, kind of pay for the, the bills, which to be fair, 9% is not a lot of money. Um, you know, you're talking on, on a hundred Raven sale, it's, it's nine, nine Raven. Mm -hmm. It's not a lot. Yeah. Um, but 1% of it does go to currently the Ravencoin Foundation. Uh, we do have aspirations to maybe growing that volume and donating to um, a charity like something like breast cancer awareness or, you know, JDRF or, or some sort of like charitable cause to help also give back to things that need help and also grow awareness for Ravencoin. Perfect. Which uh, I want to thank you guys, you and the team, for actually considering the the Ravencoin Foundation um, and, and donating a portion back to them because you don't have to do that but that's amazing that you guys are actually thinking of them and actually helping them out and I think it just shows your guys humbleness in the Ravencoin community and I think that's why you guys are going to start you guys are gonna definitely going to grow a lot more uh, just from my user experience I love it it's I like the way I can just click on things and just share the link there it is boom get into it uh, use your wallet now, actually, speaking of wallets, which wallets do you recommend to do uh, NFT exchanges? This is a big, serious question. So, Ryan, please don't mess this up. Don't confuse people, right? Because that is one of the biggest questions that I see all the time when it comes to NFTs. People are like, I can't see my NFT. What's going on? Well, you probably sent it to a burnt wallet. Who knows, right? So mm -hmm. which wallet do you recommend that a newbie gets or even somebody that has a crypto experience? Which is, which is a good, high-quality wallet? to use um so for newbie i would strongly suggest um again this is not any sort of official advice right do your own research uh take it with a grain of salt you know all those those legalities that you got to kind of add nowadays um i would suggest mango mango farms um their their wallet is is amazing um it has some flaws right like i don't I think I think they're working on showing history. Um, that's a huge thing for me. Um, I'm a, a numbers guy, right? So being able to see my transaction history is is big for me. Um, I know you can kind of you know dive into the blockchain and 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 learn that yourself, right? And, and see your history through your wallet's addresses. Um, that's not user friendly. Um, so that would not be a very good newbie thing. Um, but as far as like being able to create assets and you know, click buttons and, and it'd be very simplistic of like, here's your address, here's your send address, here's the receive address, here's a QR code, you created the asset, all of that great stuff that, that makes, you know, people that aren't versed in, in blockchain or even technology, I would strongly suggest them. Um, as far as like a more experienced wallet, I use the QT wallet, the, the Ravencoin QT wallet. It's, it's great. It has its flaws, um, but it works well. That's what I use. Just like yeah. everything else. Now, in regards to the mango, the, the, the mango, was that, Mike, did you have a question? No? Okay. In regards to the mango wallet, um, now I forgot, I felt like somebody was going to say something. In regards to the mango wallet, um, you obviously can, can mint uh, NFTs directly through their um, platform. Uh, the, my question is, we I, we've had Doug uh, on the podcast, uh, what was it, the beginning of the year, you guys? You guys remember when was the last time we had uh, Doug and, and and Tron on the podcast? 
It was definitely earlier in the year. Yeah, it was right. way earlier in the year. Mm-hmm. And the good thing about having Doug on the podcast is that he gave us a lot of transparency of what's going on with uh, Mango Farms, which is which is great. Uh, my question is, and, and I don't remember the answer. Maybe one of you guys, uh, Mike or, or or Jake, can can answer this. Uh, is Mango Farms a just a website? Is it browser based, or am I actually downloading the entire QT that's a fork of the Ravencoin blockchain? No, so it is a website, um, which is what I like about it. The fact that I don't have to actually, ironically enough, I crashed my QT wallet on my mobile phone, so I can't actually load it because I I mined into it. So. Food for thought, those that mine uh, don't mine into a mobile wallet. Um, but I like the fact that there is no no blockchain you have to download. It's it's, it's it. extremely mobile and user-friendly. So if you're out and about in Hawaii or Manila or doesn't matter where, if you're not at your laptop, you're not at your computer, you're not at your work computer, whatever it is, um, log in real quick with the username and password and see your see your money that's there see your assets that there make a make a transfer for whatever needs to be done and and you're done that's it there's 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 nothing else that needs to be done after that awesome love it all right uh i, I want you uh mike jake any more questions i'm gonna move on to the next step next phase yeah right uh, i got a question about features are you guys working on anything for asset tracking on the website um yes that is in the roadmap um there's a couple other features that are in the roadmap um that we're not going to disclose right now for for just the uh overall growth of the website without some competition getting a hold of that um but yes we're working we're working on on some good features um i think if we can get maybe an investor or you know we can kind of ramp up the volume that's coming through uh the website to be a little bit more um you know a little bit more uh raven coming in we can kind of you know branch into some projects if we can find a couple good developers that really you know can can understand and and keep the blockchain secure because obviously right you know you don't want to go build something and then it not be secure because the whole point of the blockchain is to provide that extra layer of security yeah that's one thing i really like about just nfts is the only real security issue that can come from is humans it's not like a a code error so to speak because you guys aren't really controlling the asset you guys don't have the asset you're just finding the or you're just marketing the asset and then putting the buyer and seller together it's like open sea you know you got to be a little more worried about about, i like that fishing stuff like that i I personally do like that that reliance yeah i mean they, they both got their you know ups and downs yeah, we we're trying to ultimately we would like to be more automated, right? Like, you know, to the obviously I don't I mean, great. If we could make it to the level of OpenSea, that would be fantastic, right? You know, OpenSea launched in the first month. They did like a billion dollars in sales. Like, that's amazing. Um, do I see us happening to be like that? Cool. Maybe um, I'm just here to, to create a marketplace to, to find people to, to like you said, to sell and, and find find the people. Um, as far as, as the human error aspect of it, there can be very much so some of that. Um, it's very manual process right now, and it's kind of time-consuming. So if we can automate some of that in the future, that would be great. Um, and, and that's kind of what we're striving for. So the devs you're looking to hire, what languages do you prefer experience in? Um, PHP, Laravel, CSS, um whatever the Ravencoin blockchain is, is specifically written in. Um, I'm not as well versed in, in the blockchain C++. itself. So 
Is it C++? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, and then um, that's kind of it. It's 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 a website, right? So it's it's basic web language. So how many sellers do you currently have, or about how um, many? So we have, if you look at our screen over here, we have a total of 133 registered sellers. Nice. And then we have somewhere up of, I think when I looked at it earlier today, about 350-ish overall users in a less than a month and a half. Nice. Cool. Cool. Uh, all right, Jake, did you have a question? You unmuted there, so I wasn't sure if you had something. No, just, it's been pleasant listening to you guys talk about this in general. I was actually exploring JustinFTAs.io myself while listening to Ryan talk about it. Awesome. Okay. So Get yourself a smoker degen or degen yeah. smoker. Uh, excuse me. Hello. Buy my book. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, what about the book? <laughs> All right. Uh, Ryan, do, do us a favor. If you can, just uh, show us the website for the viewers out there. For the listeners, obviously, head over to YouTube uh, and you guys can see what's going on here. Or just go to justnfts.io. That's J-U-S-T-N-F-T-S dot I-O. All right. Or, uh, yeah, go to the website and you can join on uh, Discord. You also have a Twitter. How many links do you have down there? Uh, down on the bottom, we have uh, three, uh, four. The Discord, there's the donate button, uh, the TOS, which I guess really doesn't matter, is a link, and then the follow for Twitter. Cool. All right, show us around the website. This is your baby. Show us what you got. Yeah. So we have the basic homepage. Um, you know, we we try to, you know, attribute some of the artists of the month. Um, you know, right now, DJ Smoker Clubs killing it with the sales they're they're just the generative art uh they're one of the first ones that did it on the ravencoin blockchain so it's really taken off um people are are just like insane over them i'm on their discord um i don't know the link i don't know if i can provide that but i can if it's something you guys are interested in um but they're insane dude their community is pretty good too and they're just like they're chomping at the bit somebody spent a screenshot earlier <laughs> of their alarms they literally put alarms in their phone to to let them know when the drops were happening for for the DJ and smoker clubs to where they could buy all of the the smoker heads. So they're they're cool. Um, off topic a little bit. Uh, That's cool. So we we try to we try to show like an artist of the month or two to just kind of give them their props, right? Because they're supporting us, so we want to support them. We're all about again growing the community. Mine's um, so my I, I see mine right there. Mine's invisible, but uh, you just need to work on the transparency. And make it a, make it a more solid yeah. color so you guys can see mine right yep. there. But I, I'm yep. there. Yeah. Um, then we have we have featured auctions. Uh, those are kind of just random. Um, you know, if somebody's uh, in the back end, we just kind of put a star next to it, and it it starts it shows up and just kind of filters through them. Um, we have some some swag up there that we're we're trying to get rolling. You know, some stickers, some T-shirts. Um, yeah, How about this? In regards to your swag, it is Halloween, man. It's trick or treat. Give out some treats, buddy. Are you gonna give out some some Satoshi, some some Ravens? You're gonna give out some uh, some swag to any of the viewers, listeners, or anybody in your community? Are you doing any kind of giveaways here? Hmm? Um, it's we've, Halloween. We've, Come on, show the spirit. We've done a few. We've done a few. We actually uh, 
at the 500 mark we gave away 500 raven to a couple couple different uh i'm sorry followers on twitter let me let me paraphrase that um at the 500 mark we gave away you know about 2000 raven to, to a handful of people wow. and then at the thousand follower mark we gave about another two three thousand raven away to a couple people um we could do some stickers i don't know uh one of you guys can come up with an idea by the end of the podcast of of something that might entice people we could probably give some stickers away for it maybe a shirt or so <laughs> right um but yeah um further down the website you got some more featured artists um these are just some some people that that we we want to give props to some information on kind of how to start it and then some of our affiliates um that's kind of the home page it, it gets pretty pretty simple from there you got your marketplace you can go to your auctions you're buying now is your auctions and bid um you know each each artist or or seller you know uploads their their auction or or buy now and, and creates it and puts the information they want. Uh, this is completely up to them. So you'll see some that are that are just the name and their their price and nothing here, which is not really the best for them, I think, because you want to be able to tell people why they want to buy it. Um, but that's the to each their own. Um, there's some some other stuff involved in it. There's a watch list where you can see on the back end when you're logged in all of your things you're watching. Um, you can report items if if something's you know. Um, obscene i guess yeah yeah we're not really trying to monitor anybody um you know the marketplace is is for the community right it's it's meant to be for people to to sell what they feel is is relevant is is art to them or or just something of importance um so far we haven't really had any issue with people kind of you know violating common sense which is great um we haven't really had to step in um and then you kind of you can see the bid history you can get um review information if somebody's left information on the reviews um you can kind of see who the artist is you can click on their specific uh link to go to their storefront um more products available by them and then the ability to to message them directly um is is kind of the the page itself right the the buy now and the auction page they're they're very similar ones just an auction ones you know buy right now um, and then we actually had a, an issue with the buy now page. It was very um, cumbersome at one point. It was loading over, you can see right now, it's got 1,200 different items that people can filter through. It was loading all 1,200 items. So growing pains, right? Like we, we didn't think in the beginning, like, oh, we need to paginate the, the page because, you know, people uh... are going to just add things, right? Yeah, when it hit the like 500 mark, the the website was like super slow, and we're like, what the heck? And then we started thinking like, oh, let's put it into faster, you know, infrastructure. And it's like, oh, that fixed it. Oh, well, that was only because there was more CPU available, right? And then we hit the 800 mark, and we're like, what is going on? So growing pains, you know, mm -hmm. just just the perks of 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 running something. That was awesome. Um, but yeah, so same thing with the buy now page. You can just you know say you wanted to buy using Smoker 685. Click on it, add to cart. Um, and then you can see it's over here in the cart. Well, I have something in my cart, so let me fix that real quick. Add to cart, and then now you can buy it. You just go through the cart process, check out. Um, I don't know if you guys really want me to go through all that. It's sure. Go ahead. Um, yeah, so go through the cart process. You just have some, some um, notifications here just to keep people all on the same level, keep transparency there. You know, obviously all sales are final. Um, 
with the Dejan Smokerheads and the Royal Bears and um, who else is doing like the generative art now? I think uh, there's one other that I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, it's very competitive, and there's been some people that have that have not fully understood the process of when it's not purchased, it's not purchased. So if somebody gets to it before you when you're checking out, um, kind of is what it is, right? I don't I don't want to sound callous or anything, but it's kind of like if you go to Best Buy right now, right, and you wanted to grab a 50-inch TV. If somebody else grabbed that TV before you, that's their TV. Um, it's kind of the same principle with our with our checkout process. It's as fair the, as possible. The interesting thing about this particular transaction is that there can literally, literally in this process, you can have three buyers, right? All three buyers can send the 1500 to this wallet. You don't have any control over that. These are just customers that are going to send to this address, to this wallet, and technically that wallet holder can keep all all of that, and technically still not release the NFT, right? Um, no. So well, yes and no. Um, that is correct in the sense of is there's you know if you and Jake and and Mike all wanted to buy this specific item right now, right? You're all on the same screen that I'm looking at right now. Um, yes, you would send it to that Raven wallet address right there. The total of four hundred. And it's there. Um, and then at that point, you take your transaction ID, your hash ID that your wallets can give you, and you paste it, you know, there for us to be able to verify that on the back end that that transaction lines up with you, not somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, that does create the complexity of, of quote unquote multi buys or or dual purchases. Um, if it happens, it goes to the first person that pr- processes the transaction, and we send the Raven back to the others. The, but the wallet. So my question is, say, for example, as things become more um, more pricey, right? Obviously, let's say, for example, a, uh, a 50,000 Raven uh, Raven coin um, item, NFT. Oh, or, or physical, on there right now. Or, or one million or, Raven. <laughs> okay, say, for example, this sells and we all we all do that. Are you going to pay us this one million back if we're not the number one to buy this uh item or is the wallet holder paying us back how does that work what's the arrangement there we are the wallet holder so that address that you see right there in that qr code that is our wallet so the money goes to us the seller will will be notified in the back end they'll see a note and an email that says that an item has been sold we'll put the raven wallet address on the um the buyer Raven wallet address for them to transfer to, and they'll give us a transaction ID once we've seen that it's been verified. If we have to take a step further and verify, so for newer newer sellers, we'll verify with the buyer that they received it. Once it's been confirmed that the receive the buyer has received the item, we release the commission to the to the seller. Okay. So the seller does not get any money until they've sent the NFT. So that that hasn't been my experience with the books. So as, as, as a seller on, on the website, my experience has not been this. My, my experience has been every single customer has always deposited the, the, the funds into my wallet prior to me releasing the NFTs. Heck, it sits in my, it sits in my wallet. And I look at it. It's like, okay, it's there. Well, I'll get around to it when I get around to it. And I'll send well, Obviously, within the 24 hours, I'll send it out. But I've never had any, uh, any Ravencoin held. That is me sending the money to you. Right. Yeah. But why are so, you sending it to to the seller if the seller has not released the NFT? Um I've worked with people before, so like for example, Synth, I'll send him his money before um you know, the NFT is transferred because I know he's going to send the NFT. Oh, okay. So 
You're just doing it for me. Right. I do it for the people that I trust. Okay. Hey, thanks. I appreciate but, it. But the general process is, and it was somebody that we haven't worked with before, especially on a high value item, right? Uh, you know, if it's, if it's sub a hundred, sub a thousand Raven, you know, and, and, and one of us makes a mistake, you know, we'll cover that regardless, right? We'll always make it right. Um, but for obviously a something that's, that's extremely high value. Yeah. We would never just blatantly transfer that, <clears> even <throat> if we've worked with somebody before. Cause at that point it's like, Oh, a million Raven who, what can I can disappear with that? Yeah. Um, so we'd never do that, but yeah, the general, the general, it's still kind of a, you know, a growing process. Um, we'd hope to eventually automate it a little bit more and, and have to kind of take away that waiting factor. Yeah. That's, that sounds like a lot of manual stress on you, on, on you specifically doing that doing that uh, transaction there. Ugh, ugh, I could only imagine how many customers come through when you you have to uh, deal with it all. Oh, man. It's actually not that bad. Uh, the, the Well, the manual part of it is, but as far as people getting frustrated and, and emailing me and, and, and everything like that, like, where's my stuff? It's really not that bad. You'd be surprised when you're when you're transparent with people and you kind of explain the process of how, you know, understanding and, and everything people are. Well, it's good that you explained the process here. I like this. Uh, this is great. All right. Um, anything else you want to show us here? Um, uh, we've got a services tab, which kind of talks about some of the services we offer. Um, we just released a partnership and royalties program. Um, the royalties program is basically uh, an artist has the ability to sign up for our, our royalties um, just on our platform. If it's sold somewhere else, obviously we have no control over that. But um, if an artist is registered with us as a royalty receiver then anytime somebody resells an item we'll take a percentage of that and give it back to the to the artist um, we have a partnership program that we're kind of looking at doing to where people can um, you know kind of get back by being involved so uh, we'll start kind of like YouTube's uh, partnership program just not as cool and not as much money <laughs> Because we obviously don't have the, the level of budget that YouTube does. But um, you can sign up for that and, and get, you know, based off of your sales, uh, a percentage of Raven back. Interesting. Are you guys, are you and the team actually mining Ravencoin to actually have some kind of cushioning, some, some financial cushioning? Just in case um, things go south? Yeah, so so the commission collection is is purposed for that, right? To be able to have a cushion for for things like that, um, also to to continue expanding and building. Um, I myself mine Raven for my personal gain. Um, I've mined Raven for a while. Uh, I also have a, a rather large, you know, Raven nest egg that could be used, but it's it's all bootstrap. Um, it's all just what we have available, um, and and so far it's working. Okay, let me ask you, um, what's, are, are, is there going to be issues anytime in the future? I shouldn't say it like that. Um, my, I guess my only concern here, everything, everything's great. I, I'm looking at this, I've used it, I've done trades as a seller, I, I feel very confident with the website. My concern is that, what if, you, what if it gets shut down tomorrow? Right, it's a, it's a centralized website. You can get get hit by DDoS attacks, right? And you can either it can either be temporary or permanently. Like, what's your guys' solution to that? Are you guys going to go black, take people's money, and and just just go? Or what, what's what's the deal here? I, I need a little more um, transparency transparency in you guys' thinking of of what what's going on with your guys' website here. 
Yeah, so um, we have aspects in play. Obviously, nothing's ever perfect, right? Like, I mean, look at Facebook. They're a multi-billion dollar company, and I think about a week and a half ago, they were down for a good day um, from somebody, you know, nuking the DNS and taking over their their website and everything and shutting it down so nobody's perfect right it doesn't matter it doesn't matter what kind of money and infrastructure you have you if somebody's you know hell-bent on doing something they they will and they can um so for the purpose of that we have we have things in play right we have we have ddos protection um we have you know proxy protection we have you know redundant servers and redundant databases and redundant backups um you know it takes a snapshot of the site every hour so we have backups um, and we can roll out a, a new server within, you know, minutes of a snapshot, right? Oh, so great. if it did go down, it would be, you know, worst case scenario, maybe an hour, you know, hard down, um, just what, to migrate. What of the, uh, sorry to interrupt there, Ryan, but what of the, you remember when Hotbit was killed? Uh, no. exchange? No. Okay, so Hotbit was, Hotbit mandates that every user have two-factor. Mm-hmm. So when they were, when they were invaded, you know, basically hacked. Uh, the hackers realized they couldn't get any of the coin out of Hotbit. Hotbit's a pretty, pretty large exchange. I wouldn't, I wouldn't obviously can't compare it to Binance or Coinbase, but they're they're pretty big. Um, but and the hackers got in and literally just destroyed their servers and just deleted every single thing they had, except for of course the backups. And Hotbit, it took them a while to rebuild. About a week, it's almost two weeks to rebuild their entire uh, network and everything they had set up. <clears throat> But they did, and they came back with nothing missing. That's actually rather impressive as far as it goes for a, an exchange to recover, because, I mean, we all know what happened to Mount Gox. Um, and well, maybe anybody don't all know, but, I mean, if you know enough about it, Mount Gox was the first one to get destroyed. Um, but the, the reason I bring this up is, uh, is there a protection for the customers if someone gets into the network and starts stealing or trying to? um i mean there's nothing to steal it's it's just a website right we don't we don't have anything there's no there's no integrated wallet there's no nothing of that right so if you if you got into the back end of the website or you got into the server what are you going to take you're going to take a a picture of an nft i mean it's all it's all there's nothing to steal it's the customers that have or the clients themselves have their own wallets and they're not connecting it to your site and then they they hold their own nfts you're just showing pictures of them so the really only thing that could be stolen is your guys's wallet right yeah if, if for whatever reason somehow somebody got our 12 words and and was able to duplicate that then yes that is the only thing that could be stolen okay that, that's that's the, i'm just trying to get you to make that point that's the key there's not anything on the site other than somebody else crashing the site and you know taking all the pictures down you're like well we took a snapshot now you know 52 minutes ago we'll just put it back up right yeah. And honestly, there's like I said, there's redundant servers. So even even if one was to crash right now, it's you're gonna fail over to the other one, and it, and it would be seamless. You'd have to take down a couple redundant servers before even. And I, I, I hate saying this, right? Because then it's like, oh, challenge accepted. Um, <laughs> I'm just being real, right? Like I'm trying to trying to reaffirm to people, right, that that there is infrastructure in play, but take it with a grain of salt. Of like, we're a small four-person company right so like if somebody's going to take us down they're going to take us down so bear with us we'll bring it back up we're not trying to just disappear and in, in, in hide tail right we'll, we'll do everything we can to come back up yep. no that's that's exactly what's trying to get up basically awesome. trying to set anyone's listening's mind at ease that nothing is being so stored on this website except photographs or images you know jpegs or whatever you guys are using of the 
of the NFTs themselves or images that represent the content that's being sold. Right. So, as a word of caution to anybody that's using the website, make sure you're using the proper website. And if the website is cloned for whatever reason and it actually says, enter your private keys here, do not, again, capitalize, red letters, underline, everything, make it bright lights. Do not enter your private keys here. Never. Do not. We will never, ever ask you for your 12 words. Thank you. Ever. Thank you. So when I typed in my private keys, I, I, I think I messed up. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> did it have the purple logo or did it have the other purple logo? What? <laughs> no, no, I'm just joking. I would never do that. I would never do that. That's horrible, man. It's horrible. All right. Anything else on the website before we uh, wrap it up? Yep. Yeah. Um. No, I just, I mean, I, I encourage people that are listening to, to go take a look at it, whether you're truly interested in, in selling NFTs or not, um, you know, just to kind of see what the possibilities are as far as some of the NFTs people have put up there. I know some people have put generative art, some people have put uh, transitional, like synth is great for making these interactive transitional like NFTs, um, like a Digimon word, no, no, not a Digimon, um, I guess it's a Digimon where it like hatches two, three, four days later, a week later, like the ingenuity and innovation and, and creativity of all of these artists is just amazing. Like just to sit through it and go through the website when I have the time and, and see some of the stuff that people have created, it just blows my mind. Awesome. Jake, stand by for the, uh, the plug. All right. Uh, actually, Ryan, can you, uh, you, you didn't mention that we, you, you are able to send me a message as a customer, right? I have not to this date had anybody send me a message. I'm curious. Can you search uh, there for uh, for me? I guess uh, or how would that how would that work? Can you search for for me and send me a message? Because I've never had that happen. So I just want to see what it looks like on my end when I receive it. What's your vendor name? Uh, should be Blockchain John. Jamie. Oh yeah, Moonjay Media. That's right. Yeah, hello. That's fine. I just sent you one too. Oh, okay. Great. There it is. But you Bye. should get an email. Perfect. Looking at my watch. No email yet. Stand by for the email. That's fine. All right, let's go ahead and wrap this up. There is my book. It's on the screen. Buy my book at JustNFTs.io. Thank you, Ryan Murray, CEO of JustNFTs, for being on the podcast. He is the nephew of Bill Murray. So make sure you definitely give him praise, right? No? It wasn't funny? Ha, ha, ha. L-O-L. J-K, J-K. All right. Uh, Jake, Mike. Uh, actually, Jake, give us a plug, please. Yeah, so uh, thanks to everyone for watching. Remember, if you appreciate our content, please like and subscribe and hit the notification bell to get our updates every Wednesday and Sunday. And then you can always come back for the Crypto Chill and Chat every other Sunday. And, of course, these uh, interviews with our wonderful guests like Ryan uh, every Thursday until the end of the year. If you uh, like to support the platform, please uh, donate via Bitcoin, Ethereum, Binance, or BAT, basic attention token, and you can always get us on Discord. So come, come visit us on Discord. Back to you, John. All right, cool. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Jake. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Ryan, for being on the podcast. Until next time.
Stack sets and huddle. Adios.